It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm not, I'm not really concerned much, honestly, because I think I'm trending upwards and I'm you know, getting better and I'm getting closer to return. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'll be back better than I can. Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, it's the best way. Belly. Hey there, John Corrales here, beat reporter for MassLive.com, covering the Boston Celtics. Thanking you once again for making this show part of your daily routine. Happy to have you on board for a Friday show. As you heard at the top, Kemba Walker. Sounds good. Sounds optimistic. Sounds like a guy that's getting ready to play basketball. We heard from Kemba Walker, obviously, on the Thursday night media availability. We talked to Brad Stevens, Kemba, Daniel Tice, uh, but the Obviously, the story all along here has been Kemba Walker, his knee, all of that. We we haven't been able to really get a sense of what, what's been going on with the knee, what's the timeline, any of that stuff. So in this first segment, I'm going to play you the relevant parts from his media availability. Second segment, I'll react to it, I'll give my opinion on some of the things, things that he said. And then in the third segment, you got to stick around for this because... The NBA apparently sent out a couple of memos that were acquired by the media, ESPN, The Athletic, and <laughs> the things that they're reminding the players, uh, interesting, interesting, uh, dressing appropriately when you're picking up your room service. Yeah, that's one of them. So I'll talk about that in segment three. For now, let's start with Kemba and his knee. This is our first chance to talk to Kemba since he got to Orlando this is from a Zoom call. So first of all, I apologize for the audio quality. Little little iffy, not what we're used to, but it is what it is. And I edited out some of the other questions. He was asked about golfing and some of the other stuff. Uh, just relevant to his knee uh, and, and that kind of stuff. So I'll play that first. And then after the break, reaction. I'll talk about it. Here's Kemba Walker. I just wanted to catch up and just ask you about just how things have been. Obviously, a lot of questions have been about, about your knee and, and, and practice and things like that. But how, how are you feeling? And, and, and will you uh, anticipate any limitations or setbacks when the postseason rolls around? I mean, that's, the plan is not to. Um, but you know, I'm feeling good. You know, it's really just taking it one day at a time right now. Uh, just being smart, being cautious for the most part. But... I mean, I'm feeling really good, so, yeah, we're just taking it slowly. All right. Abby Chin. Hi, Kemba. Um, obviously, your knee is a big topic of conversation. Can you kind of give us a timeline? Um, Brad mentioned you felt some discomfort after individual workouts, and what is the plan going forward? Um, I don't know, uh, but I'll be back. I mean, I said the plan is just to take things pretty slow. Um, 
that's that's really it. Like I said, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling really good right now. Um, but we don't want to have I don't want to have any setbacks or anything like that. So, you know, just taking it slow. Um, but I, I I'll be I'll be back in time to when things get real for sure. John Corrales. Okay, Kemba. Sorry to keep going on about the knee, but can you describe the discomfort that you felt when it first happens? Um, and was it a, was it a pain? What was that? It was definitely a pain. Um, I can't really explain it, but it was a pain um, on the side of side of my knee that was that was bothering me. Um, yeah, I don't know what much else I can say, but not only throughout my career, I haven't missed many games and you know, I've been able to play through a lot and, you know, it was, it was bothering me. So that was the best choice for me to make was to sit out. So, um, so yeah, like I said, you know, this is, this is not normal for me, um, being out like this, but, you know, it's just the smart, the smart way to go about things. So, because I want to be at my best with my teammates in this organization, you know, when the, when the regular season comes around and most definitely in the playoffs. All right. Sharon. Hey, Kimba, uh, wanted to ask you about just uh, if you are where you want to become regular season playoffs at the top of your game and Jason Tatum picks up where he left off. Talk about just being working with him where you're physically at your peak. He's at the top of his game and just how dangerous can the Celtics be when you guys are on that same page like that? I think we can be pretty tough for sure. Um, you know, you know, since he's been killing the way he's been, um, you know, I haven't really been able to, you know, help out like I, I really wanted to. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, coming back and you know just making a, a impact, you know, on my teammates and you know just being better than than I was before the season ended. <clears throat> All right, Gary, we'll try it again. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Kimba, um, is, are you kind of intrigued and also maybe a little concerned about how everybody's going to respond to all the differences? No fans, um, social distancing, the atmosphere is going to be like Summer League back in 2011 for you. Um, are, are you intrigued? Are you excited? What? How are you feeling about this whole different atmosphere that you guys are approaching? Um, just something that you have to adjust to. Um, you know, we're all here. Not really much we can do about it. Um, not much we can change. So, you know, you just got to try to adjust and adapt. And I think we're doing a great job at that so far. Um, you know, just really keeping each other's company. Um, the camaraderie is getting even better. You know, we're spending a lot of time with, with each other. But yeah, you know, I think in situations like this, you know, you you have to count on the people who, who you came with for the most part to to keep you happy, um, keep you sane, because it can definitely be tough. Um, but like I said, you know, we've been you know, really just sticking together um, and just enjoying our time as much as we can. All right, and last question, uh, Tim Bontemps texted me the question, so I'll be asking. Uh, so from Tim, how frustrated are you about still having the issues after so much time off 
And is there any concern on your part about the fact you are dealing with issues with the knee at this point? Um, it's definitely pretty, pretty frustrating. Um, just because you know, I'm not a guy who miss, misses many games, you know, especially throughout the course of my career. But um, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not really concerned much, honestly, because I think I'm trending upwards and I'm, you know, getting better and I'm getting closer to return. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine and I'll be back better than ever, I think. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In segment one, you heard from Kemba Walker. Now, let's kind of break it down. Let's go through this. First, the obvious. He's feeling good. So I'm I'm really just taking it one day at a time, just being smart, being cautious. I'm feeling really good, so we're just taking it slowly. So, right away, I'm feeling really good. That's good. He says it again later. You heard it in the clip that I played at the top of the show. Uh, I'm fine, and I'll be back better than ever, I think. And he's frustrated, but right now, he feels good. And that's, I think, the, the biggest thing. Second thing, the pain. It was definitely a pain. I can't really explain it, but it was a pain on the side of my knee that was bothering me. All right. What does that mean? What's pain on the side of the knee? I'm certainly not a doctor. Uh, I'm a person who has had multiple uh, lingering knee issues from a long time ago from when I was playing. And so I I can't tell you exactly what it is. And, And all I know is pain on the side of the knee is different than pain in the front of the knee. It's different pain in the back of the knee. And so obviously there's a different 
different structure there on the side that makes you think, okay, well, for me personally, I have a, a jumper's knee, a patellar tendonitis, chronic patellar tendonitis thing. Uh, that's not what this is because I know that patellar tendonitis is the front of the knee. The patellar tendon runs, that it, ba- it keeps your knee, kneecap in place. Uh, the uh, MCL is on the outside of the knee. Could be an MCL thing. Is there something wrong with his medial collateral ligament? I don't know. Could be uh, something with his IT band. Could be something arthritic. It could be any number of things. But at least now I know from the fact that it's the side of the knee, well, I know it's I know what it's not. So that at least narrows some things down. The fact that he's feeling better, the fact that that pain was there, and apparently now that the pain is gone, Brad Stevens said on Wednesday that he's pain-free, that's good. And the fact that they think that strengthening the area is going to help it, well, what does strengthening do? Strengthening, to me, when I hear that, it takes pressure off of ligaments and tendons. There's, there's not much like strengthening doesn't take pain away necessarily from arthritis. Bone on bone is bone on bone and that's going to hurt. Uh, but you know, some strengthening can help because the muscles will take some of the, some of the, uh, brunt. But from my personal experience, when you strengthen muscles around a, a joint, you're trying to take pressure off of ligaments and tendons. So that makes me feel like there's something something going on with that. And it could simply be a matter of a, a chronic tendonitis thing. And this is just guessing and speculation. I'm trying to put pieces together. I'm trying to figure out what it might be. If it's a ligament and tendon thing, then that's something that could potentially be cleaned up. If it's um, if there's something, there, there could be debris in the knee and it just settled in a place on the side of the knee. That's something that's possible. But, uh, right now, like I said, I'm just guessing at least I know now that it's the side of the knee and it gives us some place, some place to go. Um, the frustration part is obvious. He's never gone through this. He said this, he said that a couple of times in that, I've never been through this. I'm not a player that misses a lot of games. I'm not someone that is is used to kind of not not playing in this in this mode like this cautious mode. He's played through a lot as he said. So is he frustrated? Is he frustrated by the process? Is he frustrated by the handling of his uh not injury. Well, I guess injury. The handling of the situation with his knee. Um, that I don't know. I mean, he's he's obviously frustrated by his his inability to play basketball, um, and his the the fact that he missed more games than usual. But also, he's he's a guy that just loves playing basketball. He just loves playing basketball. You know, you hear Avery Bradley say something like, "Look, I play basketball because it." puts food on my family's table. I play basketball as my job and make a living. And obviously when you do that, there is a love for the game, but that comment was very businesslike. Kemba is always about the passion, passion for the game. So 
when he says it's definitely pretty frustrating because I'm not a guy who misses many games, especially throughout the course of my career, I think that might just be him being a little pissed off like, God, I can't believe that I can't play. Uh, but the fact that he says he's training upwards, I'm getting better, I'm getting closer to a return, that's all positive stuff. I think ultimately Kemba is buying into the plan. I think ultimately he understands why he just turned 30 years old and he's an undersized guard. Undersized guards that are 30 years old, that's a, you know, that's like a, almost like running back territory in the NFL when you're over 30 years old. Like that's, there's a line there where you're like, uh, I don't know, but he's been so durable. Like one thing as even as it's lingered, uh, sometimes that one thing in a basketball season has a tendency to linger because it just, you never get an extended time off. So now we got the extended time off. He felt the pain again. And then it's about, about managing it. So we'll see how it goes. I hope that we can next week move past the Kemba knee thing, but frankly, Part of the, the problem, as I've said, is the lack of information kind of, it, it, it raises more questions. Like even as I'm talking, I feel like, oh, there's another question that I should have asked. Maybe another two questions that I should have asked. And without being there, without having the ability to kind of see things and everything, like I'm going to have to wait until the next time to ask the question, which means the story persists. So I don't want to drag this out, but the situation is like, if I've got more questions, then I have to ask them more questions because you never know. And it might be nothing. There have been dozens and dozens and dozens of times where I've asked a question and gotten an answer and be like, nope, that's nothing. Like I don't write a story in every answer that I get. It's, it's about finding things out. And sometimes it's just background supporting information. Like, I can't, I'm not going to write a story on blah, 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 this answer, but it's good to know. I'm going to file out a way for future reference. So that's the whole thing about Kemba's knee. Hopefully he is trending upwards, as he says, and he's getting better. And he said, I'm fine and all that stuff. It's all positive stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to say that this is all positive. What it might not be so positive is the memo that the NBA has sent out a couple of reports on what these memos have said, what they're reminding people of. It's, it's, it's kind of wild, and it kind of shows you the extent of what the NBA has to deal with in this bubble. I'm going to do that next. Follow us on our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. I've actually been struck by how much these guys seem to be enjoying things right now. And granted, it's been early. Like, this is basically an extended road trip at this point. So, guys miss their families and all of that stuff. But it's still a, a time frame that they're used to. They're used to being away from their families for this long. At some point later on, it's going to be a point where they're not used to it and it's going to be a little bit harder. But for now, look, they're out there fishing, riding their bikes, they're at the pool, they're playing golf. It's fun. Uh, Kemba Walker made a great point on an um, Instagram interview with Taylor Rooks. He said he, just, he and, and Jason Tatum were walking out of the hotel and in comes LeBron and a few other Lakers. They're all staying at the same hotel. LeBron was just walking outside like nothing. 
And first of all, they're not used to that. But second of all, like Kemba's like, yeah, how often does LeBron get to go out there and just walk around comfortably? Which is a hell of a point. Like LeBron gets to like leave his hotel out the front door and just walk around. That's how often does he get to do that? It must be liberating for him and all of these other star players to walk out the front door of a hotel, not have a bunch of autograph seekers there, and not be inundated. You just get to walk down a path and walk to the pool and walk to wherever. It's it's actually pretty nice. But at the same time, it's possible some guys might be getting a little too comfortable. Because in a couple of tweets from Sham Sharania and from Malika, Al- uh, Malika Andrews, Sham said in a tweet, the NBA sent a memo to teams reminding them that interacting with or bringing an unauthorized person on the Disney campus is prohibited. Teams are required to utilize part of the next team meeting to brief slash discuss health protocols. This may simply be a reminder, but as we've seen rumors swirling on Twitter, maybe it's a reminder that uh, that's based in some reality that trying to bring an unauthorized person onto the campus is prohibited. Somebody, as we've long suspected, might be trying to bring someone in like, hey, come on by, swing by my hotel, Um, which is not surprising. What might be a little more surprising from Malika Andrews, her tweet said, the league sent out a memo, which was obtained by ESPN, Two teams reminding them of campus rules, including wearing face covering slash masks, dressing appropriately when, <laughs> appropriately when receiving room service, and going through a mandatory educational session on campus rules. The first and third part seem normal. Yes, remember, wear your masks. Don't be an idiot. Wear your masks. And the third one, yeah, you got to go through these educational sessions. Don't skip these things. The second part, dressing appropriately when receiving room service. Hello, what was that about? That one feels to me like the employees must wash hands before returning to work sign in the bathroom. That exists because employees were not washing hands when they returned to work after using the bathroom. The do not feed the animal sign at the zoo is there because people were feeding the animals. The reminder to dress appropriately when you're receiving room service feels like something that is in reaction to someone not dressing appropriately when receiving room service. What does that mean? I don't know. And first of all, let me just be clear. There is no actual report of someone dressing inappropriately when receiving room service. That has not Theoretically, that has not happened, okay? There's no reporting that someone has violated this this thing, this protocol. But when it's mentioned specifically in a memo and oddly part of the tweet that Malika Andrews sent out, it makes me feel like someone... Dressed inappropriately. What does that mean? I don't know. Is shirtless inappropriate? Is I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna go any further. 
I don't think anybody's opening the door naked. I don't think anybody's opening the door with a robe on and nothing underneath. But there's something inappropriate that I feel like must have happened to trigger this reminder. Hey, guys, remember, be dressed. Have something like on when you open the door to pick up the food that's being dropped off. Um, I don't know. Maybe the first, maybe the two tweets are related. Maybe they were trying to disguise someone as room service to bring them in. I have no clue. Um, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. But it's it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, a reminder, and it just makes you wonder what the hell what the hell is happening on this campus. And it also is a reminder that while the priority is making sure they're clear of COVID and staying healthy. There's also like, Hey guys, you know, be decent, be mature. Um, want to make sure that you're, you know, this whole thing is civilized. Like you're there. They still have to run this campus and have 22 teams and keep guys somewhat in check because on 22 teams between players and staff, by the way, gotta, gotta make sure that we, have that out there. It's not just players. It's staff. Never know. Somebody might not have the same boundaries as other people. Just going to remind everybody that the boundaries are there. (laughs) What a wild time this is. What a really wild time this is. That's the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you are enjoying it enough to subscribe A lot more coming up next week, including we will resume our deep dive into Celtics history. We will go to the 15-16 season. We're almost up to this one. So that's now, we're into two years of Isaiah Thomas being epic. Two years of just wildness. And obviously, players that you guys love and are key players now, they now start entering the team. So... That's all coming up in the next couple of weeks, so be sure to subscribe or follow on Spotify. The rest of you, a five-star rating and a good written review would be awesome. Thank you very much for doing that. Really really appreciate you listening to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.